Welcome back to the Potluck Podcast and back to a daytime pod on the front porch. It smells like Madison County out here, baby. It is uh, chicken houses galore, uh, but it is a brilliant day, a beautiful day. Great weather ever since uh, I'd have moved out of the southeast. We've had some decently mild temperatures compared to what it has been most of the summer. So, uh, yeah, you know, a tiny bit of fall, just a very small bit of fall. When the, you know, when the breeze hits you just right, especially early in the mornings, right before the sun comes up, you know, late at night, you can feel it just, just getting here. Uh, we got some real good stuff lined up for y'all today. We've got game reviews, game previews, big stories, and we're all feeling pretty good this week. We got a full slate of college football kicking off tonight. Mm. Let's go. You're listening to the Potluck Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Commerce Football. Thank you for joining us today, tonight, this morning, whenever you may be listening, whether it's Friday morning, probably drop this tonight at, you know... Thursday night, could be listening then, could be listening this weekend. Commerce don't have a game, so maybe you'll be listening tomorrow night, Friday. Uh, but um, let's let's get this thing going. Uncle Saul, how we doing? Uh, doing pretty good today, Dino. Uh, just got over here to your house, sitting down on the front porch, kind of settling in after after a long week. It stunk when you got out, didn't it? I honestly, I didn't smell chicken litter like. I, I, the I don't think I changed. ever really noticed it because I grew up around it so much. The winds may have changed a bit. Maybe. But it, it don't stink. To, it's pleasant over here. Like Got my great aunt said, though, smells like money. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, how about where we left off? Oh, we left off. Uh, Not with, great. Yeah, a pretty dismal showing up there at Pickens County, uh, Jasper, Georgia. Beautiful stadium. The ride in was great, man. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful ride in. When you come, they got a long entrance way to their high school, and then when you finally get through kind of the the closed in trees, it just opens up to the beautiful like mountain North Georgia mountain vistas. It's just, it's great. Not as beautiful as towns, but it's pretty idyllic up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good spot. But this past Friday night, the Commerce Tigers and a couple hundred of the Tiger faithful. Traveled nearly two hours through Gainesville and Dawsonville to challenge and Tate the, and Tate. We what a uh, great, rode past some, great uh, part of the of the, uh, the the trip up there, going through Tate, man. You get the marble, yeah, marble mines. The marble mines are just putting off this cloud of dust that was like covering the sky and like right above the tree line. All the built, I mean, Tate's cool. Made all for the a really buildings, nice sunset. All the buildings are. Uh, you know, mostly made of marble. Got the old schoolhouse up there made of marble. What a cool town that it, is. It was a neat small town, one that I was really unaware of. Tate's cool. But uh, we made it through Tate and challenged the Quad A Pickens Dragons. Uh, if you remember from last week, Commerce had to find a game quickly due to a COVID cancellation from Union County. Uh, and the game with Pickens was scheduled on Wednesday. Uh, we were in attendance along with Uncle Matt and young Graham Dean, and we barely made it to the game. Uh, we were pretty hungry and tired, 
And uh, we snuck in right there during the national anthem and found our seats right about kickoff. That's a tough, tough couple. You know, getting off work, you, know, you got an hour and 45 minutes, just didn't. Man, we had to rush up well, there. We got guys, there, though. You guys picked me up outside of the Maysville Post Office. Correct. I mean, we had every advantage. We we planned it out, and we wanted to stop at the Dawsonville pool room. Really couldn't. We couldn't stop and eat. There was the, the Speed Burger right there. Yeah, As that's where I, the, that's where we wanted to go. There, it looked it was bouncing. That's where I would have went had I had we had time. But with it, Speed Burger, it looked really good. Somebody give us a review on that if if you stopped there. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know how it was. It looked like it was packed. It looked like uh, what the original Dairy Queen probably yeah. looked like. But uh, didn't get to eat. Ended up having two hot dogs in the game. Uh, that was about as disappointing as the showing. Put up or shut up. Oh, it's time to double up. But uh, we went ahead and got the game started. Um, we missed the coin toss, but we did see that Commerce seniors Draylon Martin, uh, Lambden Hardy, and Mason Gatt- Gaddis were appointed captains for the game. Quick aside here, um, these three have been captains each week, which breaks from the age-old tradition tradition of rotating captains between two seniors each game. Usually, the senior class kind of divvies up. Each game, and those those games are appointed by the, the captains are appointed each game by the coach, but it seems like these three are the captains for the entire season, at least so far. Um, Commerce received the opening kickoff, which was a touchback, and opened on our own twenty. Right off the bat, we were in trouble. Um, on the initial drive deep within our territory, we elected to try a fake punt. It worked, but it signaled the struggle to come. Uh, we ultimately did punt and then forced Pickens to attempt a 37-yard field goal. It failed no good. Uh, the the fake punt, you know, wasn't a bad-looking fake punt. It was just really ill ill-timed. Like first drive of the night, way back in your own territory. We converted, but yeah, a not couple. The I guess a couple call. of schools at all. I mean, if you do it, far, you that's the probably the most off guard you'll catch them is if right. you do it the very first play or you know or the very first drive like that's that's the most off guard you'll get somebody um like there's that and then there's also it seems a little desperate it when you're doing it when you're doing desperate. it on the first drive right that's the two kind of thoughts that i think run through people's mind when you fake a punt right and we, uh, we, it was well executed though we did execute well uh Commerce and Pickens went back and forth for the rest of the first quarter, and a brief rain shower began. Uh, the Tiger defense led by defensive back Draylon Martin bent but didn't break until almost three minutes into the second quarter when Pickens quarterback Stryker checked down to a screen pass which busted for 43 yards and a touchdown. PAT, good. Pickens 7, Commerce 0. To round out the half, uh, Commerce had two more three and outs, and Pickens scored nine more points, a TD, PAT no good, and a field goal with two seconds left on the clock. Uh, halftime score, Pickens 16, Commerce 0. Uh, Dino, you have any thoughts on the first half? No, I remember most of the first half I was storm tracking. We got <laughs> rain showers. Uh, the game was just not – Good. It was hard to watch. It was just not a good game, I and mean, it was raining. Didn't have any rain gear. As a as a golf administrator, that's a big miss on my part. Always got to have your rain gear, no matter what. Um, that that you know, it just it was just rocky, you know, and it, it's just 
still kind of sloppy. Yeah. As my dog joins the pod. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of felt the same way. The time management, I remember uh, right there around, around the end of the first half, um, we had the ball, and we didn't really run much time off the clock, which kind of hurt us. Um, and then some, like on the screen passes, you know, we, we got caught blitzing, and the entire – like there, there were there were no linebackers on those blitz on those screens, and they just went for a long way. Screens hurt us, yeah. yeah. So second half, uh, Pickens got the ball after the half, and co- the Commerce defense made one of its best plays of the night. On third and ten, uh, Stryker sailed a bomb over the intended wideout's head. Great name. Yeah, for the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. And Draylen Martin intercepted the pass. Uh, Dray- when Draylen got the ball, you could tell. He had a little bit of frustration bit pent up in him. He he took it and returned it out to the uh, Tiger forty five. I think he really wanted to bust that one for a touchdown, but just couldn't get it, get it out there. Um, the Tiger offense opened up with Landon, uh, Landon Bunn at quarterback in the second half, but still couldn't get get moving. Uh, we punted after moving nine yards. Uh, Pickens took the ball and got rolling. Uh, they connected on another screen pass for a touchdown. PAT good. That was kind of the turning point right there. Was it felt like when they brought Bun in? You know, obviously they'd gotten some sort of talking to it at halftime because everybody was pretty fired up. You mm-hmm. know, coming out seemed like they were playing a little, a little quicker, yeah, a little, little bit, a little bit harder. Uh, and then Draylen gets the pick, and it's kind of that sort of felt like a, a momentum change. Then you got new quarterback in, and everybody was kind of fired up couple successful plays mm-hmm. and it felt like okay we this might be where it kind of turns around if we can get some points on the board here and um the punt and then gosh Pickens just almost scoring immediately was kind of like you know that 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 might that might be it yeah and uh we were joined at the game uh about the second quarter when our old friends old friend of the show guest in the past came up uh Dion Brock coach of the middle school Tigers uh came up and Reminded me of an old saying just after this play that we used to hear in high school, uh, talking about a screen pass. And if it smells like doo-doo, it probably is. And uh, we're going to start a new a new segment, hopefully, every once in a while, called the Potluck Proverbs. But th- this is our first Potluck Proverb. If it smells like doo-doo, it probably is. If, if the play it looks a little bit too good to be true, uh, it probably is, and you're going to get burned for a screen pass. And, and that's exactly what happened on Friday night to the Tiger defense. Um, but, you know, on, on the next possession, we got the ball back. At this point, it's Pickens 23, Commerce 0. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get the ball back, and we have our best drive offensively of the night. Uh, we move the ball out consistently past midfield, and then uh, – Freshman A-back Jabo uh, Daniels took the sweep on the left side of the line and rocketed for 41 yards and a touchdown. Really the best offensive play of the night uh, there. Two-point play was good by Daniels. Uh, Pickens, 23, Commerce, 8. Uh, the game closed out with two more Pickens touchdowns after a costly Commerce fumble and a fourth down attempt on our own 21 or 29-yard line. That was no good. Uh, final Pickens thirty seven Commers eight. Not great. Yeah. Not great. Um, you know, I, I think you can 
obviously this is much bigger to school, but at the same time, it's like that's nothing that commerce has ever said. You know that there's never been a reason to lose a game right. for commerce. We play larger schools all every the time. Year. I mean that you know, and I don't nothing against Pickens County, the new coach and new every. They look like they're going to be competitive, but I don't think. I don't think they're good in, in, in 4A. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't think they're going to make the – I mean, probably not even make the playoffs. They, they're in a tougher region. Uh, got Cedartown in that region. But, you know, that new coach did look good. He made some good coaching yeah, calls. Yeah, I mean, they, they were uh, ready to go. They were ready to go. They were crisp. Uh, it's a nice facility. Um, mm-hmm. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But, you know, Pickens, Pickens was a good team, and I think they were just much more ready to play than Commerce was for no that doubt. game. No doubt. Um, one thing I did want to say, I was thinking about that might be a positive thing. Try to find some redeeming takeaway from this game is that it, it might be beneficial for the Tigers to lose a game just to relieve some of the pressure. Um, I, I could tell Friday night we were playing a little tense, and I don't know if that goes away after that game, but but we're we've lost a game and the world didn't end. So as a player, you know. Maybe you can loosen up and, and play a little bit easier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That might be a stretch for looking for positive yeah. things, but I was trying. I can move into the stats. I mean, the stats that stick out to me, there's been we've had zero red zone touchdowns this year. Yeah. So you're an option team. I mean, two games in, you don't have any scores inside the 25. I mean, that means you're not putting together drives. Right. That means the only times you scored is when you've busted big plays. I mean, that that's kind of scary. Um, positives, the, the penalties were cleaned up this week. Right. Um, so that was that was good. We still had about the same amount of yardage. Uh, last week was 80 yards. This week was 81, but we had less penalties, uh, five right. opposed to 11. Right, 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 right. Um, I think the yards per play was something like 2.7 against 2. Pickens. 7, 6. That's not great. <laughs> um, 135 yards overall for right. a game. Not good. And then uh, Pickens did not punt the ball at all, so didn't hold him to a punt. And then I think that Banks County only punted it twice. So yeah. you've only had two punts against your defense all year, Yeah, which is a little bit – Worrisome. I mean, obviously, you know, thirty-seven points is a lot. Banks County didn't score much, but it, they got into positions where they were going going for it on fourth down. You know, made made more sense than than punting. Mm-hmm. So, either way, you're moving the ball quite a bit. Opponents are. Yeah, yeah. People have been moving up and down the field on us. And one thing that's also concerning is that we're not we're not converting on fourth down. We've gone for it on fourth down quite a lot, and. Against Pickens, we only had we went for it three times, and the only one that we converted was the one that was, what, uh, fourth and eight, fourth and nine on that, that fake punt. Yeah, uh, and I think you may have been right. That may have just been a surprise to Pickens. Um, so that's what jumps out to me on the stat sheet. I mean, I mean, it's not again. It's it's not good right now, but we're early in the season still. Still a lot of football to play, and I think things are still getting worked out, man. Just got a new coach and new some some new systems, and it's just I think it's just going to take a little while. Yeah, we did have a couple of good uh, showings on defense as far as individual performances. There's um, been some good individual performances, right? Like there there are some 
some positive takeaways here. Draylon had a great night. Uh, defensive back, uh, six tackles and an interception. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole Hill has continued to shine at linebacker, eight and a half tackles. Uh, Colin Hall, a guy who's starting for the first time, uh, and I wanted to apologize to Colin Hall uh, if he's listening. In our preview show, I called him a lineman. <laughs> I didn't realize I was thinking about somebody in the past who had the last name Hall. Nice. Um, but Very he nice. is not a lineman. He wears number 32. <laughs> I'm pretty sure – and he's very he's, – he's slender. I'm pretty sure he plays linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had seven tackles. Um, and then a, a really nice surprise is Tyshawn Wiggins at playing defensive end. Yeah. A true freshman, six and a half tackles, and Ethan Epps uh, – Returning senior, got a lot of playing time last year, started at the end of the season. Um, he had three and a half tackles with a really nice, um, just like technique, tackle for loss halfway through a pickings drive. So, you know, you're you're seeing good players make good plays for commerce. It's just right now, as a, as a whole, we're not playing very well as a team. J-Bo. Oh, and J-Bo. Coming out party there. I thought that run was awesome, and hopefully he can see the field a little more maybe. Yeah, uh, I think when he scored that touchdown, you heard a lot of the Commerce fans kind of get animated. You know, it's like, oh yeah, where is this been? You know, um, but he had but a great. He, I mean, I, I know that there's. I, he's young, so who know? You know, and we're not at practice. We don't know what goes on. Correct. behind the we only see what's Correct. on Friday nights. But um, he's definitely, you know, got that natural runner. You can tell he's got good instincts. Mm-hmm. He, he's. He's still undersized. He's a freshman, obviously, but I think you know good potential there. So, like, I mean, yeah, there's positives. Don't want to be too doom and gloom. Yeah, it was a it was a 41 yard touchdown run, and he had to break an arm tackle or two to get through the line of scrimmage. Uh, so, yeah, not too doom and gloom. I agree. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to add? No, that's that's about it. Um, questions from last week? How do we answer those? I listened to the pod. <laughs> but you were uh, on it for a second. Uh, yeah, a brief second. <laughs> but uh, I'll let you take that segment if you want, since they were your questions. So we did talk about this a bit already uh, with the stats. Yeah, some of them have already oh, been answered. And talking about stats, that's another thing I forgot to do last week. Uh, we always thank Anthony Gaddis, our yes. statistician, for sending us the stats. He doesn't have to do that, but he does. He sends them to us every week religiously. And we're very appreciative of that and all the work that he and his family do for the Tigers and all the parents. I've seen a lot of parents at the games this year and helping out with the team, and that's great. Yeah, the support's um, been real good so far this year. So that's yeah. good to see. Even at Pickens, we traveled well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. People stayed in the rain too, man. Yeah. I, we were lucky that lightning didn't come on up. I'm telling you. I was I was tracking it that. It could day. have been week two of oh, lightning man. delay. Um. <laughs> But no, our, so with our questions, we ha- we started with, does the travel or COVID cancellation affect commerce? When I wrote that question, I thought this is going to be a hard one to answer. But yeah. it could be a good explanation as to why we weren't really ready. Came out a little flat, the maybe. Game. Um, it, so my answer to that question was maybe. Uh, we already talked about penalties. That was one we of the questions. We did commit less penalties, yeah. Uh, could we tackle better? Uh, this is another one that's hard to judge. Um, I was tweeting a lot during the game, so I, I couldn't – you can't really pay attention as well. And we were sitting lower. We like were right a little behind lower the down. Sideline, so yeah. you can't see. I feel like we were a little bit better tackling than we were I last week. I think we were. Week. I think we were. Um, 
can Commerce control the line of scrimmage? Uh, I think based on the stats, there's hard evidence that we lost that battle this past week, and that's on the offensive line and the front seven. I know there's a lot of new faces in there, um, but we really have to improve in the trenches this season if we want to be successful in the back half during region. Because mm-hmm. I can guarantee you once we get into the region and hopefully into the playoffs, we're going to run into some good linemen. Um, and we have some good linemen. We have, we have guys that are capable. We just have to play a little bit better. Um, we talked about what Pickens was like. Uh, it, first time going there. It's a cool place. looks like a nice county. Uh, and we already talked about who kind of yeah. was a, was were the better players, better performances for Commerce this week. Yeah, Malachi Shockey. I say uh, that 24 and 74, that reminds me of the uh, Randy Womack stat line in Lincoln County in the Dome. Yeah, it <laughs> he does. Was like, he was like 28 carries, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Or a lot of fullbacks. A lot of fullbacks. That's a, that's a tough, tough stat line right there. That's yeah. a That's a hard fault 74 yards, I guarantee it. It almost breaks down. What does that break down to? That's a little not, bit not over a math three yards. Guy. Not a, a math bit guy. Over three yards a carry, <laughs> which is about what you expect for. A yeah, three play. and a half. Not too bad. Um, what we got next, Dano? Oh, do we have any final comments on anything uh, from Pickens? I mean, disappointing, you know. But you know, again, it's still real early in the season. We're going to get better as the, as the season goes on, and. Uh, just it. That's kind of that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, it's a non-region game. It's one you want to win for you know? pride. We've never lost to Pickens before. Uh, we'd only played them twice, but you know, Commerce hasn't lost to a lot of teams that they played. Right, and that's kind of a pride thing for the program. So that's tough. true. True. Uh, a stat that I wanted to bring up and talk about was the rankings. Do do we want to talk about that now or later? Uh. On the heels of, of, of why we dropped out of the rankings. Let's go ahead and throw it Let's out there, I guess. I mean, so we did drop out of the rankings. I mean, no surprise. We dropped out of the top ten in Class A. And a question I had for, for Solomon when he got here, I was like, when when is the last time Commerce kicked off a football game outside of the top ten? And uh, it is it was actually the end of 2015, 2015 I think. 2015, at the end of the playoffs. So we we're in the beginning of 2015, we were ranked. And then we dropped out of the rankings and then made a fabulous run to the final four. And I don't think we ever jumped back in right to the rankings by the end of the regular season. Um, yeah, there, there was one week in there where there was a little bit of, you know, where we ranked, where we not in yeah. 2020, 2020 after, after commerce beat banks County in some of the polls for some reason, because somebody else had a big win. I think mm-hmm. it was like McIntosh County or somebody, somebody had a big win and they jumped Commerce, right. because Commerce's win wasn't as good against Banks. Right. So in some of the polls, they fell out, but in the composite, they were still top ten. Right. So and so that was sixty three weeks consecutively that Commerce had had been ranked. Right. Until this week. So the next time they kick off, Commerce will be outside of the top ten for the first time since two thousand fifteen. Just an interesting Consen- little nugget. Consen- you know, consensusly. Yeah. Outside of the top ten. Is that a word? Consensusly. <laughs> Cons- Might as well be. Consensusly? That's not a word. No chance. But that's all right. <laughs> Week two, review. So we'll go around the state here. Uh, Fitzgerald at Irwin County, 18-15. to 15. This game was insane. Irwin County was a three-point favorite. Um, they had – it seemed like a classic game. There was an unbelievable two-point conversion 
from Fitzgerald, the over, you know, behind the back, no look pass to convert to get him into overtime. We retweeted that video on our Twitter, so go check that out if you hadn't seen it yet. Um, it's worth watching. Uh, whoever designed that play deserves an award. Right, but but the the thing, the crazy thing was, to me, the stat that stuck out of that game was Irwin County outgained Fitzgerald three hundred and twenty four to one hundred and twenty four, and and lost at home, <laughs> which is like. How is that possible? That's but, terrible. Um, apparently, they had some turnovers and some things that cost them. So, but it did seem like a classic game when those two get together. It's always, always going to be a classic. Um, Maris twenty eight at Blessed Trinity. Um, they went on the road and beat them twenty eight thirteen. They held Blessed Trinity to under two hundred yards total offense. So it looks like Maris defense is is back. Uh, <laughs> Blessed Trinity was the number one team in five A. Um, so that's a huge win. Allen, coach Allen Chadwick picks up win number 400 to become only the second coach in Georgia high school football history to get to win 400. I, I saw a brief uh, quote from him in the Georgia High School Football Daily Newsletter talking about how he knew he'd get his 400th win this season, but he hoped to God it'd be against Marist in that first game. So there's a little, I mean, against Blessed Trinity. Or, yeah. yeah, excuse me, against Blessed Trinity. He, yeah, I mean, he knew he was going to get a win, other, get the 400. Otherwise, it was, they were going to go 0 and 10. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, Norcross 13 at Mill Creek 41. So uh, Mill Creek wins easily there. Bowden 32 to 28 over Bremen at home. Uh, this seemed like a great game over in Northwest Georgia, the kind of classic small town football rivalry still going over there between Bowden and Bremen. Came right down to the wire. Um, I think we need to look out for Bowden in Class A public. I think they could be this year's Commerce. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a dual threat quarterback named Robert McNeil leading the Red Devils over there. He had a great game against Bremen, and uh, I think they could be a serious threat to go deep in the playoffs. Uh, sort of the representative, I guess, from from North Georgia. It seems like all the the public schools are from South Georgia. So we nominate Bowden. Bowden we nominate year. Bowden. <laughs> but Bowden seems like they might be it. That's a big win over Bremen. We actually caught the recap of this game on the Georgia High School football uh, scoreboard mm-hmm. on the way home, and those guys were just like they, they were, were almost up, weeping man. at how beautiful up. this game was. Uh, Colquitt County drops twenty three game home win streak. Uh, so they've won twenty three in a row at home. They lost to Westlake thirty one to twenty four. Uh, in our media area, we had Buford uh, beating Clark Central 16-3, to but that is probably the most misleading <laughs> stat line that could exist. Buford led 6-3 to with, I think, 19 seconds left in the game. So this thing was tight. I mean, down, yeah. literally down to the last 20 seconds of the game, uh, Buford inter- uh, kicked a field goal, intercepted a pass, took it back. So it looks worse than it was, but that says something about Clark Central. It does. Or it might say something about Buford. I don't know if Buford's as good as I thought they were. Well, they've always been a ground-and-pound team, so mm-hmm. in these tougher games you expect them to grind it out. But yeah. they were a 23-point favorite in Well, they game. smoked Clark Central last year. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I think Buford's probably not quite as good as I thought they were. I mean, I thought they were the best team in the state good, but I, there's no way they can beat Collins Hill right now. And then um, Clark Central, I think it's they're better. a lot better than, than people thought they were, so – uh, Habersham Central twenty-seven to seven over Appalachia up in Habersham. Um, Wanderbarrow drops one to Eastside twenty to eight. Flowery Branch thirty-one to seven all over Dawson County. Jefferson forty-two. Central Gwinnett seven. The Dragons go on the road and absolutely demolish Central Gwinnett. Sammy rushes for one hundred twenty yards and two touchdowns on two carries. 
Malachi Starks, 54 yards on one carry for a touchdown. So I read those stat lines, and I'm doing it like seems, I giggled. Like it seems I, like they they called the dogs off after like three three maybe drives. They, they got the middle school team out of the stands and put them in the game there. Yeah, uh, Mad Cow was off the grounds that which we sit upon. <laughs> they did not play. Uh, Oconee County, 27. Cedar Shoals, 19. That game was at Oconee and much closer than we expected. Could be a similar situation with uh, as Clark and Buford. Right. Cedar seems to be better than we thought. Oconee, maybe not. Um, Cedar had a chance to win at the very end. I think Oconee sealed it with an interception. Both of these teams represent two regions that are incredibly interesting this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, quad A, 8 Quad A, and 8 Triple A are just slap full of talent. Mm-hmm. North Oconee gets a win, thirty-one to twenty. Is that Ola? Yeah, Ola. Thirty-one <laughs> to twenty. Uh, Jackson County, uh, twenty-six to nothing, shutting out East Jackson. Franklin County and Banks County was canceled due to COVID on Banks County. Um, I don't think they actually listed COVID. I think they just said sickness, which is like a weird thing that people do around here when they they cancel a game for COVID. And it's like we don't want to say we have COVID. It's like. Commerce did the same thing. I this know. Week. I just don't understand. Like it's not, just come out and say it's it. not like you did anything wrong. It's no. just it's, it's literally happening a everywhere. Crisis <laughs> around the world. It's like look, just say it's COVID. It's not a moral failure. I know. It's so weird, man. So weird. Um, Hart County was on the road at White County, and they absolutely stomped White County, forty-nine to thirteen. Revenge from last year. Uh, last year was, of course, the, it was the a shootout. infamous shootout. Um, uh, what's the guy who rushed is running back for Hart County? Lackey? Yeah. Lackey had a great game. And, yeah, Hart uh, County's rushing attack is really good. Davis is the other guy over there to watch this season for Hart. Stevens County, 42 to nothing, all over North Hall. Whitfield Academy in Elbert County, we think, was canceled. Um, yeah. Pace, uh, Rabin County, 47-14 to 14 over Pace Academy. That game was on ESPN2, I think, and Gunnar Stockton showed out. I think he had like six seven. touchdowns, seven. Uh, Athens Academy, 33. Charlotte Country Day, nine. Oh, how about them going up to Charlotte? You think they just stayed? They're just, just going to stay and – We talked about that last week on the pod. It's just the, like a week-long vacation. They're just going to go up there and Clinton, just stay and watch the Georgia-Clemson game. All those CEOs just handed <laughs> it over to the juniors. Um. Athens Christian, 23. St. Francis, 22. That game was at Athens Christian. Um, Jonas, I think. That's how we're saying it. Jonas. Jonas. Davis, uh, another impressive showing at running back. 199 yards on 22 carries. We'll see just how far he and the Golden Eagles can go in 8A private this year. We like him. Prince Avenue, 59. Rocky Top. (laughs) Christian Academy, Knoxville, 18. (laughs) So that's a roundup from in our area. We'll move to the AJC Class A Top 10 in single A, as we are a single A pod. <laughs> Bowden, 32. Bremen, 28. Covered that one already. Applin County, 33. Clinch County, 6. Kind of a rough start for Clinch County. I know Applin County is in the top 10 in double A, but still, you don't expect that from Clinch. They're 0-2 now, right? 0-2. They're outside the top 10 as well. Uh, Early County, 26. Pelham, 21. Bleckley County, 21. Wilcox County, 19. Close games there. Metter, 62. South Effingham, 31. Metter lighting up the scoreboard. Hmm. Pickens County, of course, 37. Commerce, 8. 
Dodge County 27, Dublin 7. Big win for Dodge County there yeah, over Dublin. That kind of surprised me, too, because Dublin was a five-point favorite there at home. Also, shout-out to the Dodge County PFA. Great place to fish. That lake is awesome. Huh. Macon County 35 for bass. I don't know about anything else. Macon County 35, Dooley County 14. Brooks County was going to go on the road to Cairo, shout-out to the Serrett Makers. They canceled because of COVID. And then Fitzgerald beats Irwin 18-15 to 15 in overtime in Osceola. Region 8A Public, the boys from around this area. Uh, Kings Ridge Christian, 27, Greene County, 15. All the Kings horses and all the Kings men <laughs> went down to Lake Country and picked up the win. Beautiful. Lincoln County, 22, Bryan County, 0. Lincoln County off to a good start. Um, Social Circle, 21, Providence Christian, 0. We have intel that uh, the George Walton win for social wasn't actually that good apparently George Walton's coach left and went to another school and he took a lot of the players with him a lot mm-hmm. of the players transferred to other schools so apparently they have like 20 kids on roster yeah. um, but still social's off to a 2 nothing start uh, or 2-0 start and I, I don't think we can look past that um, Armurchie 31 Towns County 14 rough game for the boys uh, from the Northeast Mountains boys from the Northwest Mountains uh Got a hold of them. So, uh, Washington Wilkes was off. Any other recaps we want to get to before we get to our previews? No, things are you're starting to see. Week two is always interesting because you can see who is definitely a contender and you can see who's a pretender. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause, you know the the wheat starts to separate itself from the chaff, and uh, we're starting to see that in each and every region that we cover right now. Very true. Um, week three will bring even more clarity on that end. Uh, around the state, big games we wanted to cover. Blessed Trinity at St. Pius. Um, of course, with Maris, these three formed the holy trinity of Atlanta private school teams. <laughs> Talk some more uh, private school uh, stuff at the end of the show. Both teams are breaking in new coaches, uh, so that will be an interesting game to follow. Cedar Grove is at Colquitt County. Again, I mentioned Colquitt County dropping their first home game in over 23 attempts. So Cedar Grove goes down to Moultrie and looks to make it back-to-back. AAA versus 7A, Metro Atlanta School versus South Georgia, Big versus Small, and then you know Rural versus Urban. So Yeah, a lot of interesting lines there to follow. Uh, I'd love to see how that game looks on TV just to see how the, the styles contrast. Mm-hmm. Fellowship Christian at Trinity Christian. Huge game in single-A private. Uh, Fellowship's number three. Trinity's number one. Obviously, we've seen what Trinity can do mm-hmm. to a good team. They smoked Athens Academy already. Uh, rematch of a 2020 Elite Eight game. Um, Trinity won that one 41-27, to but uh, it was close pretty much throughout, and we expect this one to be pretty close as well. Mm. Number four, Perry, is at Crisp County. They're number six. It's a uh, quad A and 6A matchup there. Middle Georgia, big middle Georgia game. Georgia National Fair versus the Watermelon Land. <laughs> Who's going to win? Who knows? We'll find out. I we like Crisp County. I do like Crisp County. We shall see. <laughs> In our area, uh, Buford Wolves are off. Habersham Central's off. Wander Barrow is at Glen Academy. Long trip down there for mm-hmm. Wander Barrow. Um, Number two, Oconee County is at Clark Central, and this is the game of the week in Northeast Georgia for sure now that Rabin and Elka is off due to COVID. Um, three of the last five games have gone to Clark Central. I may try to sneak into that game. Uh, 
Well, just pay to get in. Don't well, sneak in. Just sneak over there. I know it's I know it's man. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> Jackson County is on the road at Stevens County. Stevens County a 26 point favorite there. The boys from Tacoma are a, a squad to watch out from. I for I think I feel so like too. They're back. I think so too. I, they got some, there's something up there. That's again a good region. Yeah. Uh, south side of South Carolina is at Jefferson. Um, Madison County. The Mad Cow is back. They're at Appalachia, and they're nine-point favorites. We'll see how they stack up. Can we get to a 2-0 start? Maybe. Mad Cow, baby. Uh, North Oconee at Cambridge. Banks County is at East Jackson. Mm. Yuck. <laughs> a game I do not want to sneak into. Is that one worse than Commerce <laughs> Banks this year? We'll find out. <laughs> East Hall at Franklin County. Franklin County, 11-point favorites. North Hall at Hart County. Deadline. They got Hart County messed up. Way underrated. Hart County is a one-point favorite. Man, I wish I could. Oh, my gosh. I would bet all the money I'm worth on Hart <laughs> County to cover that line. That, that's a messed up line. Um, the Monroe area has snuck into the top ten, uh, so that's of note. We, we got intel from Carl Allen, uh, shout out to, to the Walnut Grove head, head coach, <laughs> uh, that Monroe area is probably the real deal. So, again, that region is just going to be fun to cover this year. Yeah, we usually don't cover Monroe area exclusively. You know, we cover them as a part of that region in AAA. But um, we got a co- we got a correspondent over we there. We do. Now. We got a Walton County guy down there now. And they're at Morgan County, um, Raven County, and Elka is called off. Unfortunately, that was probably going to be a good one. A two versus two matchup. There. That was going to be a good game. Um, Elbert County is off. Union County is a nine-point favorite at Chesity, so they're looking to get back on the field after COVID. Athens Christian, 16-point favorite at Oglethorpe County. I think Athens Christian is going to win this game by more than that. I do too. Prince Avenue is minus 35, so they're 35-point favorites at Providence Christian. I think they'll win that game by more than that. Let's go through the Class A top <laughs> ten. Again, first time in 63 weeks where Commerce is unranked. Uh, in the in the polls, at least in the composite, um, Westside Augusta is at Lincoln County. Lincoln County is a seven point favorite. Schley County is at Wilcox County. Will County's favor Wilcox County's favored by seven. Dublin is off. Number seven Manchester at Heard County. Heard County is a favorite there by eight. Number six Bowden at Harrelson County. That'll be a good game. So pick them. Uh, Harrelson County strong, so that will be another good test for Bowden before they get into some more uh, region play, I believe. Mm. Cook at Pelham. Pelham's an eight-point favorite. Metter is off. Number three, Macon County is off. Number two, Brooks County is off. And Monroe at number one, Irwin County. That's not Monroe area. No, the, there's another school okay. called Monroe, okay. which is confusing. Irwin County is a 22-point favorite. That's why I was immediately like, that's not – can't be Monroe area. Um, uh, region 8A public. Just to round this out uh, for the previews, Twiggs County is at Green County. Green County is actually an eighteen-point favorite. That's another. Ha- that's another bet the mortgage game. Yeah, I think that's for Twiggs to cover a, a historical favorite. Yeah, they, they they might need to historically get that stat out of there because <laughs> that's crazy. So circles minus seven at Walnut Grove might have a correspondent on the ground there. Yeah, I don't know if Carl will be at that game or if he'll be at Monroe area. He was pretty fired up about that Monroe area Yeah, he game. was. We'll see. Um, I, I think he said he was going to be there, though. Okay. We'll see. Washington Wilkes is a 20-point favorite at Cross Creek. We'll see if Washington Wilkes can pick up a win. I think they'll um, cover that, too. I, I think they'll definitely win. Something, I don't know. seems odd down there. But um, Obviously, the news, as reported on Tuesday, August 31st, Commerce has canceled its game with Athens Academy due to – 
health concerns, in quotes. Um, we here assume that those health concerns are referring to the number of rising COVID cases in uh, Commerce High School and the Commerce City School System. Yes. Um, not sure why COVID's not mentioned. It's like a Voldemort situation. It's Athens a- Academy picked up a game with Augusta Christian on uh, on Wednesday, so they'll play uh, at home, I believe, tomorrow night. I can't against, remember. I think it's. Like. I think it's. I think Augusta Christian is coming up. So, uh, while Commerce will host Franklin County on October fifteenth, so a good pickup for Commerce though. I'm excited about the Franklin County game. That'll be a good game. It'll be a good contest. Uh, Franklin's a little bit. Down from last year, but so are we. Right. You know, um, and that point in the season, who knows? I mean, both could have picked it up by then. It'll be weird to have a non-region game in the middle. That of late, the, yeah. That's like the region stretch, too. Right. Uh, so, uh, shout out to Russ Brown for sharing that info with us Thursday morning. Thank you, Russ. Um, Commerce is now off this week, and we don't have anything to talk about the rest of the time, but I did want to mention two stories that are ongoing right now, one statewide and one nationally that are in the high school football universe, so I felt like we needed to cover it since we do have some time at the end of the show. The first is specific to Georgia and the GHSA, so the public-private debate rages on in Georgia. We dealt with it in single A for many, many years, and public schools trying to get separated from private due to private having a lot more resources, you know, allegations of recruiting going on at private schools. There's no, like, school district. Right. They can get kids from anywhere. Um, And I agree with all three of those things. I mean, I was 100% for the public-private split. I, I was for it. And you played basketball, which is a it sport was way that was worse. incredibly and it was unbelievable in basketball. And football not so much. Football, right. you know, is pretty even across the board, but it, sports like but see, tennis. There's there's a part of me that thinks that like it really hurt rural public schools. Like Lincoln County just became non existent. Once private schools started really getting, like Augusta started getting well, a lot of kids. True. And there were some years in there like Wesleyan snuck up and beat Lincoln one year and, and Savannah Christian, I think, uh, beat them one year. I mean, so. there were still public schools that could compete in football. You may have you, like one or two schools in public in basketball that could compete with like the top 20 at private in right. basketball back then and before the change. Baseball was, was similar to a lesser degree. Yes, baseball, tennis, tennis golf. golf. I mean, you could not um, – the, the golf – when I, was, I played golf, when it, and when it when the top 10, we were – when I went to state, we went to state twice. We were the only public school in the top 10 one year. The next year that we were one of two. So Yeah, and like even in football – uh, the top ten, it was an incredible challenge to get ranked in the top ten if you were a public school back before the split. Yeah. Because you, you would have teams, nine and ten win teams at the end of the season basically were it. Uh, maybe maybe eight. So to, to make it into the top ten then was Car noises. Cool. Car cranking up. Um, um, so basically the GHSA will decide next month on the future of private schools. They might have them go compete in their own playoffs beginning in 2022-23, sort of like the single A does right now. And if they go that way, uh, Georgia will be the fourth state in the southeast to do so. Uh, Louisiana, Tennessee, and Virginia already have it set up that way. The question there was be, do you realign regions like we did in single A? Which I think that they should, if they, yeah. because we ended up doing that anyway, right. because it didn't make sense. So if they go that direction, I would say they probably need to go ahead and realign regions, 
the counter proposal to that is to use a point system to classify individual private school sports teams based on performance. So Alabama and Arkansas use this method. And this plan basically means that if you have like a, a team like Marist, Marist may compete in football in 4A, and in girls' tennis, they may compete in 6A. Yeah. Which, it's all based on your equation. Which seems very subjective. The GHSA has had a great time with equations and point <laughs> systems so far. So that, in my opinion, they should split them, join, be the fourth state to do it, and just follow that, that guideline. I mean, it, I know people, there's some private school probably people that won't, don't like that. but Well, and I think, you know, if you want a happy medium, have some public-private non-region games still. Right. Like, ha- you know, but... Because that would be great. Like, I'd hate to miss that Elka Raven game. You know, right. That would be a great yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, you could still play, but, yeah. I mean, it, it – there's no doubt that the, the the amount of resources is way different. Right. So that that alone is enough to say, okay, like, Especially how do we make this fair? Right like, now in, like, 3A and 4A, you're having a couple of schools win a lot of state championships. Exactly. And so. that's where the big – the big push is coming. That'll be the story to come for the next month. Um, you'll see a lot of it. We'll keep talking about it, yeah. but I just did want to bring it up since we got some time here. And then the Bishop Sycamore story, I know everybody's seen it by now, but we had to at least talk about it. Basically a team that faked their way onto ESPN full of like 20 to 25-year-olds, and they got smoked by IMG Academy. So a great story. I'll post a link to an SB Nation article that uh, basically covers the whole thing. How It's all started like in 2018. And they've been scamming people ever since. So it, it's it's wild. It is pretty wild. Wild story. but uh, Also, uh, tomorrow we have our first Coffee Town drop. Coffee Town uh, dropping tomorrow. We'll retweet that, of yeah. course, as usual, from West Blankenship. Um, Get a little high school football humor. That's right. On Friday morning. Uh, enjoy the bye week. Hopefully you get to go to see Oconee and Clark. I would recommend that, that game. Be That's going to be a really good game. So I recommend you go into that one if you do want to go see some high school football. Uh, enjoy your weekend. If not, go dogs. Uh, I may be heading up to Charlotte. Um, Got some predictions. Uh, What's man, the line? Have you seen three, the Three, Clemson favored by three. The thing, it, it, listen, I'll talk about it real quick. The thing, at the end of the day, I feel like we're probably going to trade points, and it's probably going to come down to who can get a stop. And, I mean, right now, I mean, I know Kirby's a great defensive coach, but right now Clemson's defense is – it seems like on paper you don't know until you yeah. they play the games, but on paper Clemson's defense should be better than Georgia's barely. Now, like both of these are two of the best defenses in the nation, but I hope Georgia wins. I do like Clemson a little bit. I agree, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let the bulldog come out and just say go dogs. I hear you. All right, y'all enjoy. See you.